Blog Talk Radio. Celebrate the king, everybody. Come on. I got 
Our God is lifted up and certainly he shall reign, reign forever. And that's why we give God glory, honor, and praise. Praise God for this another Saturday afternoon that we get to share Jesus with you. We praise God for the opportunity. We want you to know that we don't own the rights to any of the music that you hear today. But we pray that it is a blessing to you, to you, and to you. I am your host. Reverend Lamar Townsend and Global Gospel is here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Time. www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. So we want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors that they still have time to log on, to tune in, and to share in this experience of music, gospel music, worship, and praise. Our number in studio, 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. Give us a call when we open the lines up for you. We want you to know that uh, we are syndicated. Not only are we on Global Gospel, but and our, all our shows are archived, but we are syndicated on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple iTunes. So look for us on those platforms. We want you to connect with us on through social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And we are on Tumblr. All you have to do is look for Global Gospel. Uh, we are also uh, want you to know that if you go to our Facebook page, if you go to our Twitter page, or if you go to our Tumblr page, there is an embedded image, and certainly you can click directly on that image, and it will bring you to Global Gospel. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can, through mail, you can uh, contact us at P.O. Box 5331 Hempstead, New York, 11550. That is Global Gospel. If you'd like to email us, email globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Again, we want to hear from you, from you, and from you. Again, uh, certainly uh, for those of you uh, that have tuned in for the first time, uh, we want you to know that we have some awesome uh, sponsors out there. Uh, that share this ministry moment with us. Uh, so we do want to shout out Abyssinia. We want to shout out Third Lounge, Brian Wilson, uh, Ryan Wilson. We want to shout out MPT Enterprise. That is Marlon Townsend, and Marlon Townsend serves as our PR person here as well. And certainly we want you to uh, connect also with Honor Thy Sweets, um, Patrice, Patrice, and certainly Nationwide Black Family Mediation, um, that is uh, Lois Glenn Carter, who was also a part of our uh, support ecosystem staff here at Global Gospel. And certainly all of those people have awesome uh, ministries, and certainly they have awesome business minds, and certainly we encourage you to connect with them. Also, we shout out our listeners, New York, New Jersey, 
Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Washington, D.C., North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, California, Illinois, Michigan, those around the world, Brazil, Spain, Germany, Canada, uh, South Africa, Sierra Leone, Kenya, Japan, Portugal, thank God for you, you and for you. Thank God for the Stevenson family, the Norman family, the Townsend family, the Cox family, the Allen family, the Locke family, the Brown family, the Furman family, the Hernandez family, the Wiggins family, the Brinson family, the Thompson family. For you and you and you, all of God's people, all those I called, all those I did not know to call, thank you for sharing uh, in uh, global gospel with us uh, today. And we do have a special guest that will be sharing with us in a few minutes. If you read the headline, so don't um, don't uh, hang up on us yet, okay? And certainly we do want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. We know that this is Mother's Day weekend, uh, so make that uh, special someone in your life feel special. Well, make them feel special all the time and show them love and give them flowers all the time, uh, but certainly we do. Uh, remember them in a special way this weekend. And uh, for those of you, our theme scripture here at Global Gospel is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So the message today is for the lost, it is for the found, it is to everyone, it is to the Jew and to also to the Greek. It's for the rich, the poor, the black, the white, the gospel is the same, that Christ is here, and he has come to set us free, to deliver us, to save us, and to give us victory. And so we encourage you today to uh, tune in, to get to know Jesus for yourself, uh, because in him is abundance of life. And so we pray today that something is said that will encourage you, uplift you, inspire you, to go on uh, throughout the day. Our special guest will be coming up. This next selection says, Every time I feel the spirit moving. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But hear from this selection, and then we will be back with our special guest for this Saturday afternoon. Stay tuned.
feel the spirit moving. I'm sure you're clapping your hands by now. Continue to clap your hands if you feel the spirit moving. Certainly we are back. Global Gospel is back. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and our special guest is here in studio. Good afternoon, special guest. Good afternoon, Pastor Townsend. How are you? I'm well in yourself. I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay, for all of you that are uh, listening and you're not sure or who that voice is and you've heard it before, uh, how about you tell our listeners who you are? Yes, this is Bob Merovich, the founder and editor-in-chief of the Journal of Gospel Music and the, um, the host of Gospel Memories on WLUW in Chicago, which just aired about an hour ago. So hello, everybody. Hello to you again. And certainly uh, we're excited and we're glad that you had time uh, in your busy schedule to share with us on this Saturday afternoon and allow us to share with you the Spirit of God. And this uh, opening selection, every time I feel the Spirit, how about you share with our listeners about that selection? Yes, by the Cosmopolitan Church of Prayer Choir here in Chicago. Uh, it it uh, is special to me because it was the very first a gospel uh, gospel song I ever heard back in January 1984. Just by accident, I happened to uh, be flipping the radio dial uh, and came across the broadcast, a live broadcast from the Cosmopolitan Church here on the South Side, and that's what they were singing. And uh, that that was really it for me. Uh, I uh, threw a cassette tape in my. Then we had uh, one of those combination uh, radio cassette players, and I tape yes. recorded the broadcast and played it over and over and over again. Um, and so that really was the, uh, the moment of truth for me in terms of gospel music. Awesome. And, and we thank you uh, for picking that selection from Chicago, the windy city, shy town, the <laughs> South side. And we're grateful for that component set uh, that helped you record this uh, great song here. Yes. So, it was interesting. Uh, I, yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I'm glad I had the foresight to grab a cassette and throw it in because um, it did. You know, the more and more I listened to the broadcast and they, you know, they sang other songs and then uh, uh, Father Hayes, Dr. Charles G. Hayes uh, had a word. It, you know, I just it really uh, just entered into my, my, my bones, I guess you'd say. Awesome. So prior to this uh, particular uh, moment in time, had you had an interest in gospel music before? I hadn't. Um, I was always interested in African-American music, even as a little kid, but not necessarily gospel. It was more, uh, well, started out Motown, then it was uh, R&B and blues and, uh, you know, uh, vocal harmony groups. And, and then gospel, I think, started really there in uh, early, well, January 1984, um, according to the cassette, which was nice that I marked the date on it. Uh, but really, before that, I always, always had an interest in, in black music. And, uh, you know, being a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid from northwest Indiana, uh, you can imagine uh, I was kind of uh, an outlier uh, in terms of that. But um, I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I listened to the music on the radio and on records and uh, just kind of grew up with black music. But, yeah, gospel, really, I was a junior in college before I really heard my first gospel music. Wow, awesome testimony. So uh, so now uh, you uh, put this cassette in and you listen to this and you're introduced to the Cosmopolitan Church of Prayer, Father Hayes, 
and uh, you hear this song every time I feel the spirit moving, and certainly you must have felt the spirit moving because it moved you into a total uh, different direction in life, correct? That would be absolutely correct. I mean, at the time, uh, I was a junior in college, University of Notre Dame. Um, I was the music minister for our, each, each of the dorms had its own chapel. And okay. I was in charge of the music ministry for the 11 p.m. And I did say that correctly, the 11 p.m. Sunday service. Uh, talk about a midnight musical. Um, and, uh, but our music, the, the Catholic music at that time was very much like folk music, kind of, you know, new agey. Um, and, uh, you know, it was fine, but uh, we really couldn't do anything uh, terribly uplifting, uh, you know, in terms of uh, like a, a, a quick beat or heavy tempo or anything, because it just wasn't the tenor of the church. Uh, so this really captured me thinking, oh, if I could do this music with my group, I'd love it. Um, but it's interesting that you know, sort of, I guess you'd say the, the juxtaposition of being there in my dorm room, picking the music for that Sunday service. Uh, and then turning on the radio just to have some background music while I was working on it and coming across Cosmopolitan, of course, and I sort of stopped doing what I was doing and listened to Cosmopolitan. Um, and I never thought in a million years that I would eventually get a chance to meet uh, Dr. Hayes and Diane Williams and Michelle Brown and Shelby Wills and Curtis Fondren and all of them uh, who were on that uh, on that recording that you played. Awesome. So... Uh... Where do uh, you said you uh, you were familiar you were associated with the Catholic Church and you mm-hmm. uh, had this task and so how how now do you uh, your new love for gospel music how does that fit into your traditional uh, setting how do you uh, work that out Well, I'll tell you, um, I gospel music now is is my spiritual music. Uh, you know, I uh, I you know I listen to the Catholic church music, it's fine. They really haven't changed much over the years, which I think uh, is not to their credit. They really need more to introduce more songwriters and really start to get more relevant with the times, which I think gospel music has always done. But for me, gospel music is the spirituality uh, for me. And the message that the music provides, whether it's traditional or contemporary or, you know, right up to today, uh, there, that is it for me. Um, that is, that is my, my, my worship. So, um, I, you know, I, I prefer gospel music over uh, Catholic music. Um, although there are churches certainly like Father Flager's church, St. Sabina here in Chicago, which does incorporate gospel music, but, um, I prefer the gospel of the Baptist of the Pentecostal, the holiness, spiritual churches myself, um, uh, much more, you know, now, uh, than I, you know, uh, probably than I, I did even 15, 20 years ago. Awesome. So, um, so you, you're, you're hooked on this new music and now which direction, uh, do we go in? Because now this is, we know that now this is very much gospel music is, is your life. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you, you had a, a change of past, I'm sure in college, I did. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, your listeners who may know me uh, may not know this about me, which is that at the time I was working on my senior thesis and it was on the role of contemporary country music in American culture. So right then I was sort of absorbed in learning, you know, all the different country music. And that was uh, something that I had, you know, played outside of church and, and in a band and, and, and wrote my own songs. And it was all kind of in a full country 
way. Um, I graduated from college. I went into the workforce. Uh, I still played some music, uh, but not as much. Um, I, I sort of didn't spend as much time at, with gospel uh, as, as, I, as I do now. Then, say, from 1985 to the late 90s, um, I was you know, still collecting blues, doo-wop, uh, R&B. I had a few gospel records. Uh, not many, uh, but my, my late wife at the time, uh, she was a teacher at Providence State Male School here in Chicago. It's an all-African-American uh, high school. Now it's K-12, through and she was the music teacher there, and uh, she shared my love for black music. She, like me, uh, uh, grew up loving uh, jazz and blues and R&B, and uh, so she made sure that the students sang all kinds of music, uh, you know, classical, uh, you know, traditional choral music. But they always would end their programs uh, when it was they did a, a, a live program for our audience. They would always end with the most recent gospel hit. So it might have been, you know, Mel- Melodies from Heaven, uh, Kirk Franklin. It might have been, uh, uh, you know, something by Orlando Draper or Ricky Dillard. And so that reinvigorated my interest in gospel music. So I sort of started to pick up the, the feeling again. Uh, she had a, a, a female a cappella quartet that sang sort of old traditional music um, while they were in existence. And uh, and so in the late 90s, it really wasn't until the late 90s when I, I sort of felt, you know, I really need to learn more about this music that I, I like. I know I still had that cassette from uh, Dr. Hayes. I had a few records, but I didn't know much. So I just read whatever I could, learn about it, listen to, you know, Isabel Joseph Johnson's radio show in Chicago, and started writing about gospel music in 1997 at the request of a gentleman who had a website called Blues Web. It was uh, based in Vancouver Island, um, and I did the gospel uh, part of it. So that's where I really then got, I'd say, serious about saying, okay, Bob, it's time to focus on gospel. You like all this other kind of music, but focus on gospel music. Okay. So you started focusing on gospel music and um, that is certainly a very interesting um, story. And so I do um, want our listeners to uh, know that upcoming, uh, we're going to share, Chicago has a unique sound of gospel music, correct? Oh, indeed it does. Yes, it is very churchy. And there's, uh, you know, there's uh, so many, uh, great uh you were surrounded actually by a lot of uh, great churches and ministries i mean reverend clay evans uh you know you said father hayes and and certainly there has um some groups uh have some history in chicago as well and certainly we're gonna upcoming we're gonna uh introduce uh i listen to a few of them um so you got back and you reinvented yourself with this gospel music now how did we get to um being the founder an editor-in-chief? Oh, well, you know, I, uh, about 2002 or three, uh, Blues Web, the gentleman who was running that website, decided to retire. So he took it down. And okay. I was trying to figure out what I would do. At that time, then I had just joined the Gospel Announcers Guild of the Gospel Music Workshop of America, the Chicago chapter. Okay. Um, because I had uh, gospel, I had started Gospel Memories in 2001 on WLUW in Chicago. At that time, it was just on every first Sunday in the morning from 2 to 6.30 a.m. Um, and so I joined the Gospel Announcers Guild. And uh, 
but because my because gospel memories was all the traditional old you know gospel like the caravans and the dixie hummingbirds and the swan silvertones i i wasn't playing anything new on the show but yet when i went to the chicago chapter meetings artists would come up to me and say would you know, would you play my my cd on your show well i i couldn't do it and i sort of felt like i'm taking everyone's music but i i'm not playing i can't play it so my wife had just started a blog in 2004, and uh, she said, well, maybe you should try to start a blog as well for gospel music. And I thought, you know, just simply out of a sense of guilt that I had these CDs that I you know, was listening to myself, but I really, I knew how much it cost artists to produce these, and I didn't want to be selfish. So I thought, let me start writing reviews of these CDs and, and start what, it, then it was called the Black Gospel Blog, because I figured if people saw my picture they would think I was writing about southern gospel or CCM and that wasn't the case so I uh, called it the black gospel blog and just started doing reviews of whatever projects anyone sent me and soon it grew into interviews um, and uh, and an opportunity to meet so many wonderful people in the music industry through uh, the journal well I, I, I renamed it the journal on the 10th anniversary in 2014 uh, I rebranded it journal of gospel music and started also to incorporate some CCM and uh, Southern gospel and, and uh, heavy metal Christian artists as well, as far as reviews and interviews. Awesome. So uh, you mentioned a, a few, now we have a playlist here and certainly we're going to take a break, mm-hmm. but um, I want you to pick, um, you know, you mentioned the caravan, six hummingbirds, uh, trouble in my way, walk around heaven. Uh, so you, you you tell us, uh, we have some Andre Crouch. Uh, you tell us who you want, James Cleveland, who you want us, our first uh, musical uh, selection to be for this uh, afternoon. Oh, sure. Uh, how about the Dixie Hummingbirds? Okay. Trouble in my way, uh, the Dixie Hummingbirds. And so we're going to take you, our listeners, uh, back a little bit, and certainly then we're going to bring you ahead in time. Once again, you're listening to Global Gospel, our special guest, Bob Maravich, the Journal of Gospel Music. Stay tuned.
my way to Dixie Hummingbirds just a little before my time. And certainly we know, uh, and during that time, uh, the songs didn't uh, last as long uh, as they do today. So that was only about a uh, little under three minutes. Uh, so why is this one of your uh, favorites, Bob? You know, I, uh, I really got to enjoy the quartet sound early on in my gospel journey, as, as it will as I got more interested in the music uh, and I started picking up more, more discs, uh, that was one of the first that my, it was then very small collection. Um, and I just, I liked to drive. And I thought what's great was that you have a group of men who just all they're accompanied by is a drum, a little snare drum in the back and can make a joyful noise just like that with, uh, with four part harmony. Um, and so that, you know, the Dixie Hummingbirds and Mr. Tucker led me to the Swan Silvertones, which led me to the Spirit of Memphis and then to the female groups like the Caravans and the Davis Sisters and the Roberta Martin Singers. Um, I think early on, uh, I was very much a choir guy and, I do, and a quartet guy. Um, and as I, you know, I say matured in my learning, I started to listen more to people like James Cleveland and uh, uh, Dorothy Love Coates and uh you know moving on and on so the more i learned the more i understood the influences the wider my interest got in terms of the the different artists and and many of those were from uh what we would probably refer to as the golden age of gospel music correct that's correct yeah uh, uh, in fact uh, uh i know that the the the, the uh goalpost if you will of the golden era changed but i say 1945 to 1970 um, very much so. In fact, when I first started Gospel Memories, that was sort of my my area of focus. I have since widened it, uh, but um, that was, I was really when I was starting the show. I really wanted to focus on those artists because you really couldn't hear them on the radio anymore. You couldn't hear the Dixie Hummingbirds or the Roberta Martin Singers or the Ward Singers, uh, and there's certainly many, many other groups that never made it to that level of of, uh, of, of stardom who weren't heard at all. So I wanted to share some of that music as well. And now the show is, uh, you know, the, I say that we start as early as uh, the beginning of recorded sound almost to, uh, to probably, you know, 20 years ago. I think by 2000, I, I, today I played something by 2007 because it was, you know, for Mother's Day. But typically, uh, you know, I, I think the 90s is sort of where I, where I end uh, and, and everything before that. Very interesting. So um, Gospel Memories uh, is a good time. Uh, tell our listeners uh, gospel about Gospel Memories radio show, when it's aired, and uh, tell us a little more about that. Sure, yeah. It airs uh, every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. Central Time on WLUW. Um, and during the pandemic, we are not able to go into the studio because the station is a, commercial, a non-commercial station owned by Loyola University Chicago. Uh, however, we pre-record our shows uh, load them onto the studio's on-air computer, and then at 10 a.m. Central, I hit play and uh, make sure the show's going okay. So, um, but yeah, I started the show in 2001 uh, because there was nothing quite like it that I could tell. Uh, Brother Nash Schaefer had uh, Golden Gospel here in Chicago, um, and uh, but there wasn't many other shows like it. Um, so I thought, well, why not? And I, I had accumulated enough gospel music in my collection. I thought, well, it's not doing anyone any good just sitting in my closet for my benefit. It really ought to be shared. And so I started the show, and the only time slot that was available 
was uh, at 2 a.m. on Sunday, first Sunday of the month. And so I did that for about maybe five or six years. And then uh, a new station manager came on, uh, Danielle Baskey at WLUW. And she was like, why, why are they putting you on so early in the morning on Sunday? That sounds like a time you would put like a, a rookie <laughs> announcer that needs to make all the mistakes before they go uh, pro. So she moved, uh, moved the show to 10 to 11 a.m. on Saturday, every Saturday. And that's where I've been ever since. And it's been great because, uh, uh, we have listen like like your show. We have listeners around the world, and uh, so it's evening for some folk, and uh, uh, and they can still listen to the show live from WLUW from their computer or you know via the podcast, which is at gospelmemories.com. Awesome. And so technology is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah. So you know, I uh, it's amazing because uh, I don't know about you, but I have friends who still they don't get on the internet, they don't get on Facebook, they don't do all these things. But I have to say that my involvement in gospel music uh, was almost completely reliant on technology, not only for, you know, doing the journal online uh, and the radio show in this time of pandemic, but just to connect with gospel artists, to interview them. Uh, Sometimes I'm able to find them on Facebook uh, or somebody or a relative uh, or, you know, on LinkedIn or something like that. So technology really has been a, a blessing to me as far as the work that I've been able to do. Awesome. And um, so um, technology, yes, it does um, change everything. And, you know, I'm actually one of those people, and I'm not really that old, but I actually enjoyed, I mean, we didn't have CDs when I was, I got CDs came around, I was probably about in, I don't know, uh, starting junior high school or whatever, when they became popular. But I still personally, if I have the option to purchase a CD and I will do it because I enjoy the actual fact that, you know, you pop a CD in and you get to skip through the tracks and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. listen to what you uh, uh, want to hear. Um, how has gospel music, and then we're going to take a, I think we're going to go to the um, caravans after this. Mm-hmm. How has uh, gospel music, uh, that that your introduction to gospel music, how has it changed your life? Uh, I think it's changed at 180 uh, degrees. Um, I uh, I really now, uh, I mean, I was a professional fundraiser from 1985 to 2009. Uh, and gospel music and everything I did in, on radio and the journal and all that was on the side. Uh, and I still do grant writing, but um, a That's good to know. Pers- yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> a good a good part of my work though uh, is in in music writing and in gospel, uh, and so I think gospel music changed my life in the sense that it provided me uh, with a different direction and a direction I was probably I should have gone to begin with. Um, right out of college, I, I uh, had a lot of professors who said you should go to graduate school, you should study folklore, you should study you know, they were going to get me all these assignments and so forth. And I just said, no, you know, I got to go to work. And uh, I did that. And uh, I, although while the jobs that I had uh, were, were good and, uh, you, know, I've, you know, as far as my, you know, income potential, I really uh, dropped it to do what I'm doing, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because it's given me uh, a reason. I think, as you know, uh, it, it gives you an understanding of, of, spirituality and it gives you a connection to people and that's I, I wouldn't trade all the money in the world for what I've got right now. Awesome. Well said. 
our number in studio is 619-924-0800. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest this Saturday afternoon is Bob Maravich of the Journal of uh, Gospel Music, and he has a wealth of information and knowledge that he's sharing with us. And perhaps you want to give him a shout-out on this Saturday afternoon, or you have a question uh, that uh, he may be able to answer or direct you in the right path. But we don't want you uh, to change that dial, to change that station, uh, to go to another website, because we'll be back, and um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Bob, uh, the author, and certainly, um, we're going to tell you uh, how you can get in contact with him. And we're going to hear some more uh, great gospel music. And we're going to bring you up to date. Stay tuned. Walk around heaven all day. When I get to heaven. Give us a call. Caller, are you there? Yes, good afternoon to the host and uh, Mr. Maravich. This is Marlon Townsend calling in to shout you out. Also, as a gospel musician, I would just simply want to thank you for your many contributions to uh, uh, your area of expertise. And um, I'm not as young as you and uh, the host, but um, I did experience uh, a few shifts throughout gospel music. Um, but I did take a little, um, a major statement you said earlier, and that is simply to uh, focus on gospel music. And I think that was um, a very in- integral piece uh, that anyone in the gospel industry should consider uh, as they write. Well, thank you, Marlon. Yeah, you know, so somebody pointed out to me at some point, because I said that, you know, at the time when I was, uh, uh, before I heard gospel music, I was starting to flirt with uh progressive rock <laughs> they said oh your life could have been very different but um right. but yeah i uh, uh i'd be talking about craft work right now but uh really no i uh, uh you know just something hit me about gospel and just even like the caravans there i heard that song early on in my you know my uh, journey in gospel music and i just thought what an evocative you know sort of picture of what heaven would be like um, you know, later I found that uh, James Cleveland had written that kind of based off of that lucky old son that Aretha Franklin had done. Um, and I, I thought, well, you know, that really it kind of just gives you that sense of what it would be like. So, uh, you know, it's just the message is everything. And uh, 
to me, uh, gospel music has the message that we need at all times. Uh, mm. other, other music might have different kinds of messages, but gospel, you know, it, it's always going to uplift you. It's always going to give you at least some kind of encouragement. True. All right. Well, well, thanks thank for the you. shout out, Marlon. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And um, and so um, you know, this other thought comes to mind. Now, are you a musician? I am. Um, I haven't uh, really practiced it in a long time. Um, a singer and a guitarist. Um, and probably more of a singer than a guitarist. Uh, so, uh, and I used to be in variety shows and so forth. Uh, even tried, even uh, fancied trying out for Miss Saigon when it was here in Chicago. Oh gosh, wow. back in the wow, that must have been the '90s actually. Now, um, but uh, but no, I, I you know I have focused more on writing now than singing. I mean, if there's a, a funeral or a, a wedding, uh, and somebody wants me to sing, I'll sing. But I, I don't uh, I don't uh, really go after any kind of singing gigs or anything at this point. Awesome. Okay, that's that's well said. That's understandable. Um, yeah. So, um, and you mentioned, okay, I believe that was uh, that, that was the caravans we were just listening to, and um, uh, you mentioned uh, James Cleveland. So we're going to do a little bit of James Cleveland, and then we're going to uh, come back and uh, talk about. You talked about writing, and so yeah. we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Bob Maravich is also a writer as well, and he talked to you about um, blog. But certainly there is a book or books out there as well, uh, certainly that you can listen to and but uh, uh, that you can read. But right now, peace, be still. The sky is overshadowed with blackness. GMWA and we mentioned the caravans and and they they all are, are connected and he's all connected uh, with those and also to the Chicago uh, sound and history um, and that among 
uh, classics. Uh, that is actually one of my favorites. And when it comes to uh, choir, uh, ah. Mr. Maravich. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, you talked about authorship. Uh, I have a book coming out in November on the making and meaning of that album uh, because it's so popular. Uh, and uh, I just sort of felt that, you know, gospel choirs don't get as much attention in the literature. And it, it always struck me, you know, here we are in 1963, one of the most awful years in American history in terms of assassinations and killings and, you know, civil rights demonstrations and, you know, children being hurt. And, and here's this group that sings this song and the album continues to sell today. People still buying Peace Be Still and it's been, what, uh, 58 years later. <laughs> so. Wow. It really hits, and to, and to hear what you said, it, it's one of your favorites. Um, it transcends generations. Yes, and, and music, it, music is is timeless. And um, as you said, gospel music it applies to uh, our social settings. Um, no matter what the situation, if we're in a good situation or a bad situation, people look to uh, music for hope and uh, for faith. And certainly, and as you talk about Peace Be Still, and I think about um, Walter Hawkins, when Oh Happy Day came out, it also represented a different time in history uh, where people's um, emotions were on a different level. And it was uh, meant to bring uh, happiness to us. I'm sure you would agree. Yes. In fact, uh, you know, the, the, the rise of contemporary gospel music, uh, you know, uh, it started just a little bit before uh, Edwin Hawkins, but just the overwhelming popularity and crossover of Oh Happy Day just shifted everything. You know, record companies were, uh, were starting to get, uh, get, get uh, I don't know how, how to say it. They were, they were starting to pick up on the fact that uh, gospel music had this sort of crossover potential as early as 1963 or so. Um, but really, uh, Edwin Hawkins did that. Uh, he kind of brought it to fruition. And from there, you know, the sound changed. Now, today, we hear that sound, and it, it seems traditional to us. But as right. you know, back in those days, there were churches that said, you know, well, this is too worldly. Um, yes. Even though, uh, you know, the message, the, the hymn that he was that using was hundreds of years old. Same with Peace Be Still, you know, hundreds of years old and still relevant. So it's just a that's what I've always thought is great about gospel music is that it has always taken the prevailing sound of popular music and often African-American popular music and put that spiritual message to it to get to the people rather than make the people go back to appreciate it. It steps forward and links to whatever people are listening to and then adds the message. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of folks I know who don't like contemporary music, but it's the same principle. It's, you know, today's music put to a spiritual message, same as it was with Thomas Dorsey in the 30s. He used jazz and blues. Now it might be uh, hip-hop and trap and other styles, but, you know, it's essentially the same concept. So so true. Um, so you talked about one book that you have coming out about Peace mm -hmm. Be Still. Now tell us, our listeners, about A City Called Heaven and also – how we can uh, acquire a copy of uh, these literary works. Sure. 
Yeah, a city, a city Called Heaven was really the, the transition of my life. In 2006, I was working as the executive director of a disease-related organization, and it was just one of those things where I could tell uh, that it wasn't a great fit. The board wanted somebody else. I wanted to do things that they weren't interested in, so we just parted ways. And before I really said, you know, what am I going to do next, it just kind of came to me like maybe it's time to, to you know, the time to do something uh, a book, try to do a book. And I uh, was going to do originally a book on the Roberta Martin singers and uh, my friend, Tony Heilbutt in New York um, said, well, well, why don't you do a book on Chicago gospel? Cause that's a bigger subject. And I realized, yeah, that, you know, there had never been a book dedicated to Chicago gospel, despite the fact that, you know, it's a, a Mecca. And uh, so I started 2007, I emptied my uh, savings account and just started doing all the work I needed to do uh, to write this book, talking with people, uh, interviewing them, finding photographs, going every Friday afternoon to the library and going through old copies of the Chicago Defender. And in 2015, uh, it was published by the University of Illinois Press as part of the Music in, uh, in American Life series, which I grew up on in college. And, uh, and that was really the turning point. Then it was getting more into the writing uh, so I've, I've been doing liner notes, artist bios. The Grammy nomination I received was for um, the uh, Gospel According to Malico, which is a, a coffee table book of eight CDs uh, of the Malico Music Group uh, archive, which they have Savoy and they have Apollo and they have Surefine and, and Gospel Pearl. And so they were able to do uh, about a 75-year history of gospel music through their own catalog. And I wrote the liner notes. It was basically a, about a 50,000 word liner notes. And that was what was nominated for a Grammy Award. And, uh, and just so you know, um, your, your listeners uh, would be interested that in mid-July, uh, we're doing, uh, it will be another uh, box set coming out of Malico that I wrote the album notes to. And it is a four CD collection called The King of Gospel Music. It's the music of Reverend James Cleveland, going back to his very, very first recording in 1951. Uh, to uh, 1990, uh, his last recording. And, and again, uh, a history with pictures about Reverend Cleveland and his legacy uh, in gospel music. Uh, and I had a chance to interview uh, his sister and uh, talk to uh, a number of people who you know, grew up under Reverend Cleveland. So that'll come out sometime in mid-July. Awesome. So uh, we want our, our listeners, we want you to get a copy so you can know more about Mal- Malico, uh, more about uh, Chicago music, because there's a lot of artists that uh, that still reside in Chicago or that came out of Chicago, and certainly it shaped the world. And certainly we're, we're actually coming to the close of the hour, and time goes by so fast, and certainly we're going to have to do a part two um, because we just can't get around to it and say it all at one time, but that's why uh, you all have to purchase the book. And um, once again, uh, we're going to come back uh, 619-924-0800. Andre Crouch, always remember, and certainly he's another um, important person. Um, Mr. Maravich, uh, who would you like to shout out on today? Well, I'd like to shout out to anybody who's listening today. Of course, uh, Happy Mother's Day to my mother and my wife, Laurel Delaney, and to, uh, and, and to uh, and, and just to God bless you, uh, Pastor Townsend and, and Marlon, for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. 
thank you very much for um, sharing with us. And certainly, um, what would your um, message be um, to our listeners? And, and the contribution that Andre Crouch made, uh, certainly that was another uh, turn in uh, gospel music. Yeah, you know, I think as a songwriter, he was uh, probably right up there with Dorsey in Cleveland uh, and, uh, and Kenneth Morris as just being able to say the right thing at the right time and to really open up gospel music in a way, you know, to many cultures uh, in a way that a lot of artists hadn't done to that point. But Andre Crouch uh, had, a, you know, a black audience, a white audience. He had people around the world listening to him that may never have listened to gospel music before. So he brought a lot of people through the doors of, of uh, religious music uh, through his efforts. Uh, indefatigable songwriter. The man just, he could, the words just in the songs just flowed out of him. And he was a hymn writer as well. He was, yes. Some of the most beautiful songs that we sing in church today come from the pen of Andre Crouch. And certainly, and and before he uh, transitioned, I think he left the world, let the church say amen. Yes. And certainly, yes. that just, uh, it, it's, it's a classic. Yes. And I, yes, I, I it think is. it'll be around for a very long time. Yes. Uh, so um, we, we do thank you for sharing with us today. I did want to uh, ask you, what would your message be um, as pertaining to faith, religion, uh, gospel and certainly the i did want to mention that gospel music um is interchangeable um we we generalize and say gospel music but um gospel music the gospel is actually different than spirituals or hymns or christian music or there's a lot of different genres out there but gospel really uh is the talks about jesus christ correct that's correct yes uh very much uh, a product of, you know, Thomas Dorsey and uh, all on down generations that were inspired by him. It really is different from spirituals. You know, even though spirituals can be sometimes used in a gospel setting and, you know, kind of given the gospel sound, uh, it is really its own genre. Right. And certainly um, it, it, it has been interchangeable and a lot of times it gets lost in the shuffle. But as originally gospel refers to the, the birth, the life, the burial, resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ. And um, so as we conclude uh, this episode, we want all of our listeners to know that uh, this entire show is uh, archived and certainly you can listen at any time on Block Talk Radio, on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, uh, on uh, Google uh, Play. And um, once again, you still have time, 619-924-0800. Uh, to uh, shout us out, but I do not want to conclude episode without um, um, you sharing with our listeners. Also, we want our listeners to um, uh, listen to Gospel Memories radio show. We want you to purchase your books. Reach out to uh, Mr. Maravich on his uh, on his uh, website, certainly on social media. Uh, certainly, there's a wealth of information out there that you don't uh, know, and certainly it's always um, Good to learn, but I want you to tell our listeners and um, your own words um, what message you would uh, like to convey uh, to the world as concerning faith, religion, God, gospel music. 
Yeah, I think you know my my personal faith is is one of of, of inclusion to say, you know, when Jesus said love one another, he didn't have a fine print uh, afterwards. Uh, he really meant it. Love one another. You know, we are all one human community, and to be able to see each other for the brothers and sisters we are, and know that we all have the same interests, the same likes, the same dislikes, and uh, and if, if we can just sort of look at each other and say, you know, when we when God said love one, when Jesus said love one another, everybody. So you know, love your neighbor, love your enemy, uh, just uh, be a light. Uh, we need a, we really need a whole lot of light out there, and that's what uh, what I what I'd like to to sort of share with the audience today is be that light in in the darkness for everyone. Awesome, um, and certainly uh, we know uh, that um, we are uh, supposed to be that light, and we are supposed to uh, love one another. And uh, Jesus gave that command that we love mm-hmm. one another, and certainly um, God is love. So certainly the gospel message is centered around love. You can't have uh, God without love. You can't have love, true love, without um, God. Amen. So so, um, this is, um, have you written any, uh, I I got one question uh, from my listener. Uh, Have you written any music yourself? Yes, I actually have written a couple of Christian songs Back in the 1980s, um, they're a, a stored out a little cassette that I made, uh, a couple of songs that were, uh, I, I've never actually publicly performed, but they're on a cassette from the 1980s. Uh, and then the other songs were just, you know, some, you know, some more, more folk songs or different things like that. But uh, for the most part, they were, uh, uh, those were the, I, I, I did a, a setting of the Lord's Prayer. That's one thing I did do. Um, and then a couple of other Christian songs. Awesome. So when you digitize that, we'll be uh, happy to share that with uh, the listening audience. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, I think the Lord's <laughs> Prayer part is probably pretty publishable. The others, I think, I'd need to work on a little bit. But <laughs> yep, those are those are those are some oldies but goodies. Okay. Uh, well, well, we thank you uh, again for sharing with us. Um, now, how would you like to uh, this this episode is uh, you know designed around. Uh, your ministry, um, how would you like to uh, round out uh, this episode? Uh, You know, we have uh, Michelle Griffin, we have Forever Jones. uh, Oh, I think you you can, yeah, you know what? The Martin Singers. I'm actually a fan, and you said you mentioned Chicago. I'm actually a fan of the Barrett Sisters. Oh, sure. uh, But no, but... uh, who would you like? How would you like to round this out? Michelle Griffin, Forever Jones, uh, because we we never we didn't bring it up to date, but we do know that you are up to date person as well. Sure, yeah, I mean it'd be great to hear Michelle Griffin because that song has sort of been lost, and yet it was very very popular at the time. So I'd say let's 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 uh, close out with that. Okay, um, so we're gonna uh, conclude with um, Michelle Griffin and the particular uh, selection that. That is, it is actually um, called uh, Free. And yeah. so uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I saw Lachelle Griffin at GMWA uh, uh, Showcase, and she sang that song. I think Oprah had, uh, I think she won a contest that Oprah had had, uh, had done, and she had just won that contest, and she sang that song. And i never forget, I was sitting there, 
and I just was transfixed. I thought, wow, can this woman sing? And she had everybody in the palm of her hands at that showcase. And then she released that song. Um, I'm hoping she will do more because that was really quite something. Awesome. And so, um, once again, we thank you all for listening to Global Gospel. We're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest today was uh, Mr. Bob Maravich, Journal of Gospel Music. And certainly, we encourage you to reach out to Gospel Memories radio show. And they're out of Chicago, New York. And certainly, he's a Grammy-nominated author. And certainly, we want you to... uh, purchase his material and support him and his uh, life's work and his ministry as he continues to move forward and do what God has set him forth to do on this path. And certainly we're going to conclude in prayer and uh, our uh, friend and sister, Lachelle Griffin, uh, Mr. Maravich, would you like to pray or would you like for me to pray? Or... Pastor, Pastor, uh, please pray for us. All right. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you today for your love and kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for an opportunity to share uh, brotherly love today and sisterly love and friendship. We thank you for the opportunity to share uh, Jesus Christ and the gospel music message with the world. We pray that today someone is touched, healed, delivered, saved, set free, and encouraged. We thank you, Father, for sending your son Jesus for us, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And we know that today we have life and have it more abundantly because of you. And we are comers today. We are victorious today because you came. And we thank you for Mr. Bob Maravich for his contributions to gospel music for all that he contributes to the kingdom and for all that he is going to continue to, con- to contribute. We pray that you bless him in the city, in the field, his coming in, his going out. We pray that you bless the works of his hand and the fruit of his labor, his books, his music, and his ministry. And we ask that you bless every one of us, continue to cover us with your blood until we meet again. This is our prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, we pray, and we thank God we are free. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Thompson. I just have to open my wings. It feels like I'm flying when I look in your eyes. And it's all because of the love that Most of my life up on the ground, but you lift me up so high.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.